In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You're invited to be seated. And those who do my will are my brothers, my sisters, and my mother. I've had my home broken into by a burglar. Not just once, but twice in a matter of two weeks. Didn't happen here in Fort Smith. This was before we had moved here. I felt very vulnerable and angry all at the same time. I was away both times. They kicked in the back door, took what they wanted. The second time, they pried open a window and took the rest of what they didn't take the first time. I avoid trying to even remember that incident. It conjures up a real feeling of vulnerability and powerlessness. But today's gospel reading conjured up those feelings of vulnerability and powerlessness again. Except it's in a parable that Jesus told about not a burglary in an empty house, but instead it is a home invasion that Jesus describes. And maybe in my deepest subconscious, that's maybe my deepest fear, that someone would break in while I was there, bind up the strong man, and plunder the house. The strange thing about this parable, it is Jesus who is the thief. Jesus describes himself as the one who does the home invasion, binds up the strong man, and plunders everything in that house. This is a terrible parable, Jesus. Just kidding. We can do that in the Episcopal Church. But let's go back and look at what's happening. We've returned to the Gospel of Mark, and we're now in the common time, the ordinary time, the time after Pentecost, as we move through the summer, we're in year B where we mostly focus on the gospel according to Mark. And Mark has a sort of a dark presence of Jesus fighting against the powers of evil that are so pervasive in this world. And where we pick up on this Sunday, Jesus has just come from healing and casting out demons in people's lives those who are bound up by that power. And Jesus has come back. There's quite a bit of popularity for him. But you know what? The home office is always going to send somebody down, and that's what happened. The scribes came down from Jerusalem, from the home office of the temple, to check out what this new young healer and exorcist is doing. The scribes say, he must be acting by the power of Beelzebul. That is the Syrian god known as the Lord of the Flies. 
his own family had heard he's gone out of his mind. They tried to restrain him. The people say, and the word there in the Greek is, he's gone insane, he's gone crazy. Jesus seems rather flabbergasted at this kind of reaction to what he's doing. Why would they say it's by the power of the evil one that I'm casting out the evil presence over people? Why would they call that demonic? And so he tells a parable. It's quite a twist on telling the story to take the role of the thief. But it's ingenious what Jesus does in that parable. He says that a strong man lives in a house. And the only way you can plunder it is if you break in and bind up that strong man. That image is so powerful. This world as we know it, so much evil and brokenness abides in the house of this world. It's as if the evil one resides around the world. And Jesus says, something has to be broken the power of evil that has made its home in this world has to be bound up. And so the love of God is coming in and breaking into the domain that has been led and held by the evil one is bound up. And then the forces of good, of the kingdom of God, of the presence of God's love in Jesus can then plunder the power of evil. And the kingdom of God can be known in this world. Quite a twist on what Jesus is trying to say. I'm going to make this world free from the bondage that this world is having to live in. It's a very complex kind of parable. It's not nice and easy like if you plant a seed in good ground, you'll get a lot of crops. And if you plant it in the rocks, it's going to be kind of spindly and you're going to be choked out. Mark likes to go to the depth of what's happening in the world. Jesus is working to free people who are bound in all kinds of different ways. And they don't even see it. Those who should have a, a healthy perspective like the scribes coming down from the home office in Jerusalem are so warped in their perspective of good and evil, they're seeing Jesus' help and healing as somehow being empowered by a power of evil. People who couldn't understand the power of love said, this is just crazy. I love the perspective of our first lesson that Jenny read. We'll be reading through the process uh, in the coming weeks where we pick up is Samuel, a judge, a prophet over Israel. And the people say, we want a king. And he just can't understand it. They had been freed from the bondage of Egypt and a king who was Pharaoh who kept them in bondage and they now had the freedom there in Israel to live under the divine love of God. 
the Spirit moving through the prophets to guide them and direct them to where they needed to be and what they needed to do. They had spiritual freedom. And he says, look, if you want to be in bondage and have a king, more power to you. You'll have to pay taxes. He'll take your cattle and your donkeys. He'll take your young men and he'll make them fight in front of his chariot. He'll take the young women and he'll make them his slaves. He will collect taxes. You will be in bondage in a new kind of way. Why would you want that? But they didn't understand. They said, we want to be like everyone else around us. You see, faith is not always a sure thing. It's not a calculus or an algorithm to figure out a way to control the future. It's entering into an unknown territory that must be lived into through the love of God that we've seen in Christ. In loving our enemy, in caring for our neighbor who's different from us, in being someone who sees the world and the creation as God's gift of love, and so we care for it. That's the kingdom of God that Jesus came to enter in, to break away the powers of evil or of brokenness, and to welcome in the love of God for our creation and for our neighbor. That's the plundering that Jesus does. He binds up the one who seems to have so much power in this world, and he replaces it with love and commitment to the other. What an amazing parable. I'm going to have to take my finger back, Jesus. I'm sorry about that. The kingdom that Jesus has ushered in took force of love, took the force of self-giving, took the force of giving his life on the cross to show us a different way, a way that is not about self, but it's about service. Mark is so insightful. He sees the reality of the world around us. He sees how easily we're tied into the power structures to get so seduced by what seems like an easy way. And Jesus says, no. I invite you to walk in my way where you can be my brother, my sister, my mother. You can have an intimate relationship with me when you walk the way of the kingdom this way of love, and it's more powerful than a strong man in his own home. What an invitation for us as we re-enter this story as told by Mark. An invitation to us to live into the power of Christ's kingdom that he has won with his own blood and flesh. He won with his own love and his own self-giving service. And all he asks is that we follow in his way. Amen.